the college football experience, Illinois fighting a lion. I 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by Circa sports. Yes. Yeah, Circa sports is back with their Circa survivor and Circa millions contest. $14 million are up for grabs. People get all the details at circusports.com. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey everybody, Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Season preview episode. I'm excited to talk about the Illini and Illinois or Illinois as I thought growing up, you know, as a, as an idiot, don't worry. I'm still an idiot and I'm excited to have you folks here. And perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby swing database dad, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Oh yeah, buddy. We're here to talk a lion eye. Remember that sweet photo of Bielma and like Cabo San Lucas with like a pitcher of beer? Oh yeah. That's a football guy right there, man. That guy lives. He does he's live. He's a man, man after my own heart. And he's back in his he's home a, he's state. He's my hero. He's yeah, you called I this one. To you is. called this one in year one. You locked up Illinois on the over. You locked up Illinois on the over again last year. Hello. Bielma should be sending you fan mail, man. <laughs> Buying you, buying you pictures of beer or something. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, oh buddy, this is Illinois. This is the Fighting Illini. They're coming back, baby. This is back to the days. This is a three-time, three-time. I don't know if they own it. You never know, you know, what, what, you know, what school owns the national championship four time national championship. In my opinion, 1910, 1923, 1927, 1951. If they want to reach out to me, we are a publication and I will deem you national championship because we know Texas, Alabama, and plenty of other schools have these phony national championships from the, uh, from the Waterloo weekend report, you know, or some shit like that. Look, I am honored to have this next guy on uh, because if, if anyone knows college football as well as him, I'd be surprised. He knows college football really well. If you follow his Twitter account, I, I'm, I'm always impressed. All right. I'm always impressed. Cause he'll be talking about 
like the the linebacker play for New Mexico State. He yeah. is on point, uh, and he is also a writer for Sideline Sports Network and Dimers.com. He is a college football writer, not just any type of writer. Uh, give it up for Brandon Moore. How you doing, Brandon? Appreciate you hopping on the show. Doing good. I'm honored. I'm privileged to be here with you guys. And of course, when you guys start pumping out these podcasts, you know, college football season's right around the corner. Yes, yes, man, and it's it's just a great time to be. Uh, you know, I, every day I wake up and I'm like sitting there and I'm like, okay, we're close, we're close, we're close. It really Let's go. Mean, didn't Let's even go. set into me. I've been doing the previews. It didn't set into me till Fourth of July happened. Yeah, normally Fourth of July is like that. You you know, you get on the other side of that and you're like, well, what's next? Something oh. about the alcohol and Roman candles going off. I <laughs> yeah. think just channel football. It's but America. Yes, America yeah, comes that's out. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. So the here smell we, of sulfur. Yes, yes, <laughs> the the smell of sulfur. You know, uh, I live in Los Angeles, so the amount of legal illegal fireworks going and ma- ma- dude, I was at my buddy uh, rest in peace, my buddy Richard Alderete, uh, his house one time, and I'm sitting there for night before Fourth of July. Hadn't yeah. even turned Fourth of July yet, but it's like eleven o'clock at night. This is East LA, all right? Oh yeah, uh, ri- my guy Richard, great guy. Uh, but dude. They didn't ha- even. Th- some people are shooting off fireworks. The rest are just shooting bullets up into the air. <laughs> just absolutely hilarious. I'm like, well, this shit's got to come down somewhere. Let's get inside. I always you know wondered I mean? about that. <laughs> yeah, so you got the old school fireworks here in LA. We might just shoot off a couple guns up in the air. Let's go. All right. Uh, look, let's talk a little Illini football because Brett Bielma's shooting fireworks up in the air when he signed on to be the head coach of the Illini, and look, uh, Patty C. I'll give you credit. I thought it would take a year or two. Now. I think I took the over last year, but the year one, I was reluctant to, I thought he was walking in. I thought it was going to take a while. I was the idiot there. You have been spot on on the ally <laughs> and I, and, and Bielma, you know, despite, you know, whatever happened at Arkansas, it's funny. You talk to the Arkansas fans, you know, I don't even think he did that bad at Arkansas, but for some reason they moved along and it went to Chad Morris and you saw how that worked out. But here he is now at 13 and 12 in two years, considering what he walked into, you know, in the, Illinois was two and six during the, the COVID season. So he walked into that. What do you make of the Bielma era right now, Patty C? And, and then I'll ask Br- Brendan the same, but for you first, Patty C, what, what, what do you make of, of, of the Bielma experience year three here going on? I mean, he took over from a, uh, a what a two and six uh, Lovey Smith slash Rod Smith coach team. The, Five and, and seven, and they hadn't had a winning season since Ron Zook in 2011 when they went to the Craft Fight Hunger Bowl. Uh, so, so you know, year one, I know he was just shy of doing that in 21, 22, eight and five as he jumps up to from five and seven to eight and five. I think they take that right. Yeah, I think they take that or take that too. Brandon, I I know you're in Big Ten country. What's your your uh, opinion of Bielma in general as a head coach? Yeah, I think he's done a great job of player development at Illinois. I mean, you look at the last NFL draft uh, back in April, they had like four or five guys drafted. Devon Witherspoon went top 10. So, I mean, they don't get four stars, five stars a whole lot. And a lot of the, I think most of the guys drafted this year were three stars, or I think there was even one of them unranked. Uh, so yeah, great job of being on player development. Witherspoon so. was a zero star, really? zero star. Yeah, he was the one. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Top, top 10 pick by who got them lions. Is that the lions? I don't was think that, no. It wasn't see, the Lions. My thing is I did a, I, I did like four mock drafts. Like I published four mock drafts. 
So yeah. I don't remember if which one's right, the, the real yeah. NFL draft or my mock drafts. Uh, but anyway, Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, that, that's what happens. You start writing these mock drafts, man. You're like, wait, did he go there? Or was that just me? Right. Imagine you know, three whiskeys deep, filling out uh, my fifth mock draft. Uh, so here we are. Uh, yeah, Bielma has done done just a fantastic job. He enters year three now. I think you know the big X factor is going to be replacing Ryan Walters, who's now the head coach of the Purdue Boilermakers. I'm a Colorado Buffalo fan. Grew up a Colorado Buffalo fan. Uh, Ryan Walters played safety for Colorado, and and he's been very good wherever he's kind of been. Thought he did a decent job at Missouri, but the question is, is is was he really the difference on that defense, or is that Bielma? That's Bielma's specialty. I, I, it's funny. I sometimes we get him confused with Paul Christ. Sorry, Brett. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, fair. well, Chris is an offensive guy. Yeah. So I always would forget, wait, is Bielma defense or offense? Turns out Bielma is defense. And, and you wonder, is he, j- is he still going to have a top 10 defense or top 20 defense, even without Ryan Walters? What do you think, Patty? See, uh, I mean, a lot of that depends on what they're bring, bringing back, but we'll get to that. But yeah, off the top, I, I don't see a, a huge regression, so I see it in that range. Yeah, yeah, I, I think as much as I think Ryan Walters is a, is a very good coach, you know, or young talent to be a coach, and we'll see how he does in West Lafayette. I still think this defense will be fine. I mean, uh, it's not going to be because what they were a top ten. I don't know if they're going to be a top ten again. Yeah, well, it's tough. Sometimes the schedule aligns. Sometimes, you know, I do think they were legit, really good defense. Yeah. Um, but Brandon, how about you? I'm with you guys. Uh, Bielema's specialties, obviously, on the defensive side. I think Walters losing Walters to Purdue definitely hurts. I don't think they'll regress too much. Uh, I think the talent uh, that they lost would probably be a bigger reason as why they're going to regress. If they do regress, we don't know that yet. Right? I'd, I'd lean more towards the talent that I would say losing Walters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, I think, yeah. I, I think mean, I, w- I would agree with that. It's yeah. almost possible, impossible for them not to regress based on how high this mm-hmm. defense finished last well, year. Well, regress as a defense, but as a team, you could talk me into. We'll get to. I this. think they'll be all right. You could talk me into the quarterback play being better. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get to all that. We're gonna talk transfer portal. We're gonna talk offense, defense, special teams, the ying, the yang. Bielma, Bielma ball, baby. We're going to talk it all. But before we do that, we got to get paid. We want to tell you that the Illinois fighting Illini 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast network brought to you by circa sports. Yes. Circa millions and circa survivor are back and $14 million in guaranteed prizes are back and they're up for grabs. What are you doing folks? Circa millions. Uh, here's how that works. You pick five NFL picks ATS each week and the winner takes home all that cash at the end of the year. Then you also have Circa Survivor. Just pick a different money line winner each and every week. Obviously, you can't pick the same team twice because if you've played Survivor, you know that. Uh, you can enter in Las Vegas, play from anywhere, and look, the SGPN crew will be out there. Be out in Vegas last weekend in August. If you're there, hit us up. Even if you're not there, might set up a little proxy. So, uh, CircaSports.com for all the details. CircaSports.com once again. And uh, what would you do if you won fourteen million dollars, Patty C? Would you go to? Would you pull a Bielma and go to Cabo San Lucas and have pictures of beer and crazy photos about you? And not giving a shit. I would certainly spend at least a million on that, and then, uh, <laughs> and you know, I'd spend the rest uh, recruiting Chicago. A million dollars can go really far in Mexico because I, I once went with like five thousand dollars. This was, and it happened to be the, the week that Trump was elected. So I think there maybe there, there or, or the month that, that uh, Trump came into office, not elected. And I don't know if they had a fear for that or something, but 
I couldn't spend this money. It was impossible. <laughs> like I tried, like I was there for two weeks in Puerto Vallarta. And like, after like being there f- 11 days, I looked and I was like, wait, how's it possible that I only spent $400? You know what I mean? I'm like, I brought down five grand. What's going on here? Uh, so a million dollars in Cabo San Lucas. They're not afraid of deportation down in Mexico. <laughs> I don't think that was it. But. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but I can tell you this, man, I, I, I was living like Burt Reynolds down there. Uh, and you can too. All right. If you go to circusports.com, all right, uh, go to circus sports for all the details. You're going to figure all that stuff out. It's fantastic. What's not to love about NFL picks and uh, survivor contests. So do that circusports.com. All right. We are back on the college football experience, Illinois fighting a lion. 2023 season preview episode. And uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like we we have a rhythm to this now. When we were doing this show five six years ago, Patty C, uh, the transfer portal was like two players. Remember that? Yeah. Remember those days? No, We'd be good like, old days. Ah, Steve Wilson, they're bringing in. Where do you think he'll fit in? We didn't even care. Yeah, like we're like it's probably gonna be a backup. Now, if you're not Army, Air Force, or Navy, or or, or Kirk Ferentz, you <laughs> don't you don't uh, really or Dabo. Dabo actually for some reason he's yeah. he's still. Making that he's still winning ACC championships culture, culture, with, culture. in neglect of the transfer portal, uh, but now it's such a big thing. I feel like we have to grade this thing, so uh, I guess let's dive into this thing. Departing from the Illini is tight end uh, Navion Cargill. Great name, uh, defensive lineman Rashawn Wilkins going to UConn. Cargill's still in the portal, but Wilkins is 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 with with our friend, friend of the program, Jim Mora Jr. Uh, Cornerback Prince Green is now at Georgia Southern. Linebacker Calvin Hart goes to the Beavers in Oregon State. Linebacker Shaman Cooper is an Akron Zip saying zip it up. Uh, wide receiver Kamari Thompson's heading to Arkansas State with Butch Jones and company. Defensive lineman Virtus Brown heading to Campbell. The Campbells in the FCS with Mike Minter. Uh, wide receiver Brian Hightower. Patty C, you were a big police academy guy. Were you a Hightower or Motormouth Jones guy? I was a high tower. Yeah, high I was tower. kind of because you know he played for the the Baltimore Colts and he would he would probably destroy you in real life. Uh, rest in peace to High Tower. But Brian Hines High Tower was a big recruit for them at one point. Now he goes to Berkeley to drop acid with the Cal Golden Bears. Offensive tackle Matt Fries goes to Monmouth in the CAA. Uh, cornerback Daniel Edwards goes to Western Kentucky and safety DD Snyder, who by the way just followed us recently, uh, goes to Ball State. Um, I only see like all that's everyone that left. And I only see what uh, two power five people depart that have landed with power five linebacker, Calvin Hart at Oregon state who did win 10 games a season ago and high tower going to California. Who was their second leading receiver? Yeah. That's a big I mean, loss. he was a decent recruit for them. I know that, but uh, those are the, the two ones that stand out. Maybe you can make a case that Wilkins or green. I don't know, but uh uh, maybe Snyder at ball state. He did follow us. So I, I pretty much think he's going to be the best safety in America this year. Um, uh, incoming incoming is safety. Nicario Harper from the Louisville Cardinals quarterback. And I want us to circle these two quarterbacks because Luke Altmeyer comes in from Ole Miss. He was a big time recruit there in Oxford and quarterback, John Paddock, who started all last season for the ball state Cardinals. And he was a backup to drew Plitt for a long time there in Muncie, Indiana. Patty, see, you're not going to get Muncie out in the middle of nowhere if you bring in John Paddock. Uh, t- tight end Tanner Arkin comes in from Colorado State. 
Defensive lineman Denzel Daxon from the Ohio Bobcats. They won 10 games a season ago in the MAC. Safety, safety Demetrius Hill from the airport, known as Florida International. That's a really good get. And safety Clayton Bush uh, from from Southern Illinois. He comes in. I uh, we are still looking into the fact to see if he is uh, related to the great George W. Which I cannot find his quote right now, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm terrible on this new soundboard. The new soundboard really ruining the. I thought you were timing. going for the uh, shots fired. Uh, going from going from, from Southern Illinois to Illinois. No, I feel like get that's paid, a- brother. Get paid. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know the soundboard is everything's in different spots. It's like muscle memory. So when that that happens, the comedic timing ruins. You know. No one has. They don't sympath- understand. No one has sympathy for the comedian who explains why his joke didn't work. Yeah, there, just get there, your muscle memory. Just know back there's there. a George Bush clip on here <laughs> okay. that I was trying to play. All right, and maybe he's related to the Bushes. You never know. Uh, uh, but anyway, let's talk about the, the transfer portal. To me, I've lobbied this all off season, and really since the transfer portal started to go batshit crazy over the past few years, that if you can land your starting quarterback in the portal, you have won the transfer portal. And I would say. Altmeyer, I think, is going to start. But even if he was not to start, it would be Paddock. So they landed their starting quarterback in the transfer portal. I think that's a fact to say that. So I'm going to say they won the portal. I also like Demetrius Hill, the safety from FIU. Nicario Harper from Louisville, I think, is a good addition. An underrated addition could be Denzel Daxon from the Ohio Bobcats. I don't know. We're going to have to see if he can take his play from MAC to Big Ten and see if that will, if that will, you know, equate. But uh, Patty C, would you say they won the transfer portal? I guess getting your starting quarterback, although Luke Altmeyer's proven just about as much as anyone else on that roster. So still, Buddy, you think he's an upgrade to Tommy DeVito or Arthur? Do they wait? Did, I forgot to, to double check here. Do they still have our guys? No, Satowski's gone, right? Satowski's gone. He's right? gone. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, it, it's an upgrade in a way, right? DeVito was actually like sneaky, somewhat decent. <laughs> I don't want to say he when was did good. When Brandon Peters uh, graduate? Was that uh, Brandon Peters a couple years ago? Couple years ago? Yeah, two oh, years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you say that? I mean, I think losing Hightower is huge, right? I mean, Isaiah Williams uh, coming back, so they have their number one receiver, but Brian Hightower, number two receiver, out. But yeah, bringing back your starting quarter, uh, bringing in your starting quarterback, that's a win. And and don't forget, Paddock's been in college since like he's on the Stetson Bennett plan. So, uh, Brandon, what do you think of the transfer portal? Would you say they won the transfer portal there in Champaign? I think they won. Obviously, uh, losing Hightower, losing Hart, both going to Power Five schools, that kind of sucks. But I still think they'll be fine at the wide receiver position. But you also bring in two, I think, starting quality quarterbacks with Paddock uh, and with Altmyer. And I like the Demetrius Hill pickup as well. I think he's an underrated safety. So. I think they definitely won the transfer portal. I think so too. And poor Mike McIntyre, our, our boy Mike McIntyre down there at FIU, they just get plucked away every year. All their all their yeah. best players. Uh, I think they won it as well. Let's talk about let's talk about the offense because Barry Lunny's back. The uh, the former UTSA OC from a couple of years ago. He actually beat uh, Illinois at Illinois. I wonder if that's how he got the gig. Bielmo was like, "Hey, whoever's <laughs> doing this is good." Uh, last season, uh, I believe year one in Champaign, if memory serves me correct, scoring offense was 94th. The rush offense was 55th. The pass offense was 91st and the total offense 73rd. Um, do we, uh, first year in Champaign, Patty C, are you, if you're an Illini fan, are you happy with 73rd? 
Well, they were one twelve the year before, so I think so. Yeah, it's pretty big, pretty big jump, right? Yeah. Brandon, what do you what do you make of Barry Looney's offense and and uh, the the jumps that the strides that this uh, Lionel offense made in, in in year one of his tenure? Yeah, I think Illinois fans should be happy with the jump they made in offense. I think a lot of that could be attributed to the quarterback play. I thought Devito was very underrated last year, uh, so if they stay around in FBS average, I think I think this team can easily hit that over there. Yeah. And, and I think one of the flaws though, uh, from a season ago, and you're right, DeVito did, you know, the best thing that DeVito did was he didn't turn the ball over. I think that was Mm -hmm. the thing that really jumped out to, to to people watching uh, the Illini's. They didn't turn the ball over that much. So, uh, but they didn't really stretch the field. I think, I think they're one of the worst teams in the nation at, at trying to stretch the field. So uh, they bring back six starters on offense. Maybe they can stretch the field more. We'll we'll see. Reggie Love is the is the penciled in uh, running back. Altmeyer is penciled in to be the starter, but once again, Paddock has a number of starts and he's the backup. Uh, but yeah, Reggie Love at the running back spot. They also have Josh McCray. I see. I, I know they lose Chase Brown. He was fantastic, but Bielma running backs are gonna be. They're gonna be. I don't know numbers, that I no? agree that it's it's just plug and play with a guy like Chase Brown, fifth round draft pick to the Bengals. Uh, I thought he was kind of kind of, you know, a difference maker, but I, if memory comes, serves me correct. And I'm not sure if it was him or lovey. Wasn't he like a converted defensive back that they put at running back Brown. I thought so. Right. Could be. I, I'd I, have to may, double. May, I'm dating myself here, but I thought that, that he originally was as a recruit was coming in as like a defensive back and then, or linebacker. He was at Western Michigan his freshman year and, and got was a running back there, but maybe he was recruited. May, may, like maybe that happened there though. I don't know. I, yeah. I do remember that story. I thought, but uh, yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, he's in the NFL. Sixteen hundred rushing yards is not easy to replace. But, no. but when's the last time Bielma had a running back that wasn't just even at Arkansas? Well, they have great line play under him. Yeah, they're yeah. a physical ass brand with him at you know coaching it. So they're gonna have. But whether it's one guy or a running back by committee, I think you rarely see a sixteen hundred yard back who isn't kind of special. Usually that would become a running back by committee situation. You so know. you're feel fearful for a drop off in the run game. I think they'll be fine in the run game, but I just think yeah, you're not gonna have a guy like Chase Brown necessarily come in and play. We'll see. Maybe Reggie Love uh, is uh, or wait, is it Josh uh, Josh Mc, uh, McCray? Uh, Reggie Love, I'm seeing penciling as a starter, but but you know, we, who knows? We'll figure it out. But McCray also right there in the race. Do you think the run game will drop off, Brandon, or you think uh, you know Bielma will have them uh, ship shape? I think they'll regress a little bit, not too much because I still like the offensive line. I think they're big, they're physical, uh, like you guys touched on. I still think Reggie loves a good back McCray. I believe he's coming off an injury. So uh, we'll see how he does this year, but losing chase Brown, me second career uh, in rushing yards in Illinois, in Illinois history. Uh, that's a big loss, but I still like their two backs that they got in love and McCray. Yeah. I think they'll still be pretty solid on the ground. Now to me, the big thing that I want to see you know, Barry Looney was at UTSA with Frank Harris. And to me, if they can open up just a tiny bit on the passing, yeah, don't be, they don't need to be a passing team. They can just take a few more deep shots. Can we see that progression? Can we see Altmaier who I think might have more faith in throwing the ball down the field, but he also with, with that, you know, Tommy DeVito took great care of the ball. So maybe Altmaier might make a few more mistakes, which could damage that defense. Well, um, three, three years of eligibility for Altmaier uh, left. Yeah. So maybe the the future is where, cause I mean, especially if you're a run first system, 
you're developing a quarterback's confidence and then you can become more of a pass first team and, you know, lean on that and create true, like uh, unpredictability in your offense. That's when a team like that becomes really potent. So they might be a couple years away, but right away, I still think they're going to be fine. Yeah. And I think they will take more shots. Now I really do. Um, Now they bring back Isaiah Williams and Patrick Bryan at the wide receiver spot. Um, they they're going to be obviously with Hightower leaving. I'm seeing Casey Washington, a senior, penciled in to be their other starter at uh, the tight end spot. You got great great name here, Tip Ryman. <laughs> Tip Ryman. Uh, I hope I'm not butchering your name, Tip, because uh, that's the way I think it's pronounced. Um, he's back at the tight end spot, and then the offensive line that that Brendan was alluding to. They bring back both tackles, which you got to love. Uh, and uh, Isaiah Adams at the left guard spot. Now they are breaking in an, a new center, uh, who I believe played in th- in uh, th- played in uh, I think thirteen games last year. But uh, Joshua Krutz is his name. I don't worry. It's almost like Ference with defense. You know, it's like I'm sure the line play is going to be good if Bielma's back. If he's picking these guys, I don't worry that much with the drop off. Well, that's uh, supposedly Olin Olin Kruitz's, uh son. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's in the blood. Little bloodline, <laughs> little, little, little uh, Illinois blood there. What What do you make of the whole offense altogether, Brendan? Do you think this offense will be take a step forward, or uh, should we expect more turnovers from Altmeyer and maybe a little regression in twenty three? What do you think? I think if they can hover around the sixty to seventy ish in the FBS. Uh, I think they'll be I'm pretty fine. Uh, quarterback play, I do expect a little bit more turnovers. DeVito, like you guys mentioned, probably didn't push the ball down field far enough. Uh, I think you expect to see the, a little bit more of that this year with Altmeyer, Paddock, whoever's starting. I actually I actually like Paddock more personally, uh, but we'll see who's starting. Uh, I think running backs are solid. At receivers, you got Isaiah Williams, Pat Bryant, Casey Washington. I think that's a solid one, two, three right there. And I like Isaiah Adams. I like Julian Pearl uh, at the offensive line, uh, left guard and left tackle. Uh, I just have a blind trust in Brett Bielema mouthful there, Brett Bielema just yeah. to be physical at the line of scrimmage and have good line of scrimmage play. I do too. And I even think, you know, the tight end position could be something they utilize a little more. They got Arkin coming in from Colorado state might give them some added depth at the tight end position. Uh, their kicker, Caleb Griffin is back. He was 14 of 19 on field goals a season ago. Uh, you know, he was a senior and I got a, got a senior kicker, close game. Yeah. That only, always matters. Patty C now uh, the defensive side of the ball. They also return six starters. So six on offense, six on defense, new DC. That was Aaron Henry who uh, you know, what played for Bielma, right? Played for Bielma back in the day. Uh, he inherits yeah, back at Wisconsin, right? This is tough though, to come into a situation where it's almost impossible. <laughs> It's like, ah, here you go. Scoring defense first in the nation a season ago. <laughs> Rush defense ninth, pass defense eighth, total defense third. Yeah, replicate that. Is there yeah, exactly. Is there any way he can still be a, a top ten defense? Now I know Bielma is bullish about some of the guys in the in the the defensive side of the ball, but at the same time, I still feel like we gotta expect a little regression here, right, Petty C? Maybe. I mean, their top four sack leaders are all back. Yeah, and I know that's what uh, he's been outspoken about. That I think he's very excited about some of those names on that on the defense side of the ball. But man, you would just think another top ten year. I know Air Force did it. Well, you can't Air get Force better than it. number yeah. one. 
So yes, yeah. I expect a little regression. Yeah. Well, number one scoring defense. Number yeah. Scoring. Number three uh, overall. Brendan, how, how about you? Do you you think that the defense will be on par? You know, maybe uh, just a, a slight dip, or do you should we expect quite quite a bit of a dip here? I do expect a little bit of a regression uh, in the defensive backfield alone. You lose three guys to the NFL: uh, Sidney Brown, Devon Witherspoon, Jartavius uh, uh, Martin. Yeah, yeah, it's the last and Jartavius Martin. Uh, so I do expect a little bit of regression. Uh, you got to keep in mind they're not playing great offenses this season. They're in the Big Ten West. You got Iowa. You got Northwestern on the schedule. They don't play a ton of great offenses. So. I mean, those stats might be a little bit overinflated. Yeah, might be diluted a little bit. They also got Chattanooga in the FCS a season ago. They don't have an FCS on the schedule this year. See, I they think did have Michigan though, who was a pretty good offense, they, and they, they shut them dude, down pretty well. They got kind of. I'm still mad about that. If I was Bama, I thought they got so they got a little. Oh yeah, Michigan got a little gen, generous whistle. I thought Michigan in that game. is always yeah. going to get that. Well, I mean, I'm just no. He wasn't he pissed off. I think he, he tweeted something. But anyway, uh, on the defensive line of scrimmage. You got Keith Randolph back at the defensive line spot or defensive end spot. I'm sorry, uh, and then you have Jerzon Newton, who is a fucking beast. First team, uh, first team last season. This guy is good. So I think that 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 both guys on the defensive line. I think, and and now I understand what he's talking about when he says like, "Hey, I got my sack leaders back." There's a reason why he's probably really excited. And I'll tell you this: if you're going to have an inexperienced secondary, what's the best thing to have? A fucking great pass rush. All right, so. Getting those guys back, obviously the linebacker play. I know they're high on Barnes, the senior. Uh, they they bring back what uh, three of four in the linebacking core. Seth Coleman as well. Uh, how do you see? I think from a front seven perspective, you're sitting there saying, "Hell yeah!" If you're an Illini fan, what do you think? Yeah, front seven definitely. You know, back back in, in the defensive backfield. Like uh, like like we mentioned, a lot of uh, talent. I mean, number five pick in the draft. Devin Witherspoon wasn't on my radar. I'll admit it. You know, I wasn't watching closely enough to be tracking every uh, defensive back in the nation. I think he shot up draft boards pretty late, yeah. but his highlight films, holy crap, was he a physical corner? Um, so yeah, that that will be missing from the secondary, presumably. I don't think that guy just walks through the door every day. Yeah, you got Tavion Nicholson though, uh, so at least you got a uh, yeah a cornerback. But yeah, I still say though the best thing to help that is a great pass rush. Yeah, uh, Brendan, what do you make of the front seven for the Illini? Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I mentioned the secondary earlier, losing three NFL draft picks, but what helps the secondary is a good pass rush. And I think Illinois got it with Newton, with Randolph at the uh, the defensive end spots. And I'm willing to put those two. I think they can star in any Big Ten team right now. Newton and Randolph. Yeah, I know that everyone is is raving about. It seems like you're probably right. I know. You know, it's crazy to say that when you think. Michigan, Ohio State in the Big Ten, and Penn State's been recruiting really well. But you're probably right. No, um, the, were they sending a lot with uh, Walter? Because uh, Coleman and Jacobs at the uh, linebacker position, each getting at least four sacks too. I mean, yeah. they're running. It looks like yeah. from I, I haven't again studied their defense super closely, but it looks like they have five defensive backs, and uh, they're running a three-three. Uh, I guess teams that are particularly physical and have huge bodies up front can get away with that. Um, or maybe they just have physical nickelbacks that, you know, can be flexible and, and cover the pass and also support the run. But either way, uh, it is impressive when you consider the big 10 West, you know, like when you, when you consider yeah. your traditional three, three fives, 
you know, and, and, and we love the three, three, five, but you, you usually need yeah, more big bodies. Yeah, I understand. Uh, but you know, the big 10 West, especially last year when you didn't have Wisconsin doing the, the, the dairy rate offense, you had them going, you know, still trying to go a little power. Yeah. Um, you know what I imagine it is. I imagine it's a three, three, but the fact that both of those outside linebackers are racking up sacks, they probably walk them up into a yeah. four man front. Pretty yeah. Frequently. I think, but I think that was p- part of the, their great defense was the unpredictability of yeah. who was coming at you. Yeah. So uh, we got to like that. Now uh, they do also have their punter. Hugh Robertson's back sophomore season, 61 punts a season ago. Punters matter in the big 10 West. That's what I love about the big 10 West. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah, Northwestern and Iowa's punters are like their best players in the, the 90s, team. 1960s yeah. never ended in the <laughs> big time. <West. laughs> so I'm saying, man, Jeff Goff, Gossett's probably just watching, just watching those. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, look, uh, I think uh, we're gonna get to it. We're gonna go talk every single, every single game on the Illini schedule uh, for 2023. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience fighting Illini 2023 season previews brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. Best ball mania is here and underdog fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog pick is a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. And I can't, you know, when the season we've been with underdog for the past couple of years, so look, this isn't script. I'm just going to give it, give it from the heart. There you go. All right. They have awesome college football player props where you would be surprised. You get some of those Tuesday, Wednesday matching games or those sunbelt Thursday games or just regular Saturday games where you, you can find some mid majors, but you, you can really find some, if you know, college football, well, you can find some great value because they do the college football player props. Will Jalen Daniels of Kansas rush for over 45 rushing yards? Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot of fun during the season. You'll hear me talking about this. So buckle up. Uh, There's so many ways to win over at underdog and underdogs available in so many different States. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N. All right, folks, we are back on the fighting Illini 2023 season preview and Patty C here we are. And, and folks, hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. But it, even if not subscribe rate review, all that good stuff, five stars, uh, call me an idiot. I don't care. But uh, you see, if you're watching on YouTube, this sweet graphic that our guy, Cameron Kerr, our graphics guy did, and he put the win total up there from DraftKings at six and a half. Six and a half, Patty C. You have been a machine on calling the Illini overs the past two years, more so than myself or NC Nick. So, first reaction when you see six and a half, is that a giggle from you? And this is a lot? Not a giggle for me. No? Off the cuff, uh, it sounds about accurate. There are a couple things about this schedule that makes me optimistic, but I don't see them as like a, a nine or 10 win team here. So, I think six and a half is starting to push what the expectation should be. It sounds kind of accurate to me. Okay. Okay. Brendan, how about you? Like first reaction without really diving into the schedule. Cause I know we're going to get to that, but just knowing Brett Bielma, knowing uh, his success in the big 10 West and stuff. Do you first think, Oh, he could hit that over or, or is this spot on? What do you think? Uh, I'm with Patty C. I think it's pretty accurate. I would say I'd probably put it at six and a half as well. I mean, okay. I don't think they're going to be a nine, 10, 10, win team, uh, eight wins probably be even tough to get to, but certainly I don't think I, certainly, I don't think they'll be like a f- three or four win team. So I think six and a half is pretty accurate. 
I'll say this from last season, you look at the non-con last year and I think they got a nice little gift wrapped gift from the gods here. Cause you had Wyoming get absolutely look. We love Wyoming football here. We, we probably keep a closer eye on Wyoming football than a lot of, their, a lot of other programs. We knew how bad they got rated in the portal. Uh, so th- especially getting Wyoming week one or week zero, uh, it, we knew it was just a bad spot for Wyoming considering how bad they lost all that production. We still locked up the over and cashed on that. Thank you very much. world. Uh, but we knew that whoever gets them week one, they're, they're really going to be able to dominate that we thought. Then they had the Virginia Cavaliers who Patty C. I know you're wearing the Virginia hat and we can talk about that later, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> because, because they might've been, you could argue, I think you could argue that they were among the worst power fives in all of college football. They were right? bad, but they weren't as bad as you're making them out to be, but that was, <laughs> they were not good. They were not good. Sure. And Illinois He's a Homer. All right. I'm giving you it. No, they weren't good. I'm not trying to yeah. claim they were good. I don't, I, I don't think they were the worst team in the country. Northwestern probably. Sure. Any of Colorado? the teams of yeah. that ilk were worse. You think Colorado was worth worse than Virginia last year? Not, you know, I'd have to look at it. Uh, yeah, Colorado, <laughs> Virginia. I mean, they're similar. similar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my point is, is that the non-con, the third game was Chattanooga. Look. So they had an FCS. They had Wyoming at the perfect time to play Wyoming. And then you had Virginia who was basically like an FCS. Uh, so <laughs> my point is this year, when you look at the non-con and you see Toledo who won the Mac, Kansas, who was a bowl team and Florida Atlantic, who's been recruiting really well. It somehow missed a bowl because Willie Taggart can't coach, but Tom Herman's there now. So I think it's a lot harder. There's no FCS. And th- I think that the floor is a little higher as far as the teams that they're playing in it's the tough. non-con. It's so tough. week one, Patty, see Saturday, September 2nd. And look, I know way tougher. You're right. I know our friend Alex who runs the, the, the Mac podcast, uh, He's he's going to this game. He's high. He thinks Toledo can can hang with them. I don't think they can bang with them. He Uh-oh. might be able to hang with them. Give me Illinois to beat Toledo. Now Toledo gave up like what seventy seven to Ohio State last year. I know Toledo keeps a good program though. I really do. Like they they keep a good program. But Eli and I got this one. What are you doing here? I'm talking about the number three defense in the country last year. Toledo's not built to beat that in the, at a power five level. Want to know? Want to know? Brendan, what are you doing here in the, in the, the Maxion game on Saturday, uh, September 2nd, uh, before I make a pick, I got to add, I think the three non-conference games this year for Illinois are better than all three that they played last year. So that just speaks to uh, yeah. how tough the schedule is this year compared to last year. As for Toledo, uh, I think Daquan Finn, he's a good quarterback. I think he can contest the secondary a little bit. Uh, I think Toledo might hang around for a half, maybe into the third quarter, but I think Illinois dominates the line of scrimmage. I think they pull away. Give me a lion eye. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's the deciding factor. I know Toledo banged with was that Notre Dame that they banged with last year? Or was that two that was two years ago, right? It's two years ago, I think, right? Uh Toledo. Yeah, I think yeah. It was, that was with Brian. They Kelly. almost they should have beaten. But Notre, Notre Dame's Dame. got great oh like as much as they have their shortcomings uh with a wide receiver position or something, normally they can bang pretty well. So Toledo yeah. did hold their own then, but uh I, I'm with you. Eli and I get that dub. Now Saturday, September 9th. Uh wait, I think they moved this to eighth. Yeah, Friday. Yeah. Uh, Friday game. Yep. Yeah, uh, Illinois at Kansas. Thank you for moving this to a a weeknight game because we don't want to. What are we going to be watching? The, the MLB. Come on, stop it. Uh, <laughs> Illinois. TGIF at- ain't on anymore. We're not getting ba- <laughs> balky anymore. These days. 
<laughs> no one knows what we're talking about. Uh, that's what's great. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, look, Illinois at Kansas. Uh, I already did the Kansas preview, guys. Oh no, I mean I did this on the SGP show, but. I have Kansas winning this. I think Leipold and Jalen Daniels, as long as Jalen Daniels is healthy, because I think they went six and one, if memory serves me correct, when he was a starter a season ago, and the one loss was in a bowl game. And still, I don't know if he was fully 100% healthy because he came back from that injury. So I got the Jayhawks winning this one. I think this is going to be a very close game, but I, I the fact it's in Lawrence, give me the Jayhawks to get this thing done. Patty C, what are you doing here? Let's have, this is a battle of our coaches. Yeah. See, there's yeah. a Colby coach. Yeah. There's a Patty C coach. However, I am drinking your Kool-Aid here, especially in Lawrence, a little early for the new quarterback situation to be worked out at Illinois. Give me the Jayhawks. Well, Kansas defense was not setting the world on fire last year. Uh, well, actually, I guess they were from, uh, <laughs> from giving up yardage, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I think they will be a little bit better this year. And as long as they have Daniels, I think they can get that done. Brendan, how about you in Lawrence? What are you doing here? I'm with you guys. I'm going Jayhawks at home. Uh, I like Jalen Daniels, especially if he stays healthy this year. Uh, uh, Jalen Daniels, Devin Neal, and then they got a good uh, offensive lineman, Mike Nowitzki, all, all selected to Big 12 preseason first team uh, a couple of days ago. So they got they got a lot of talent there. This is not the Kansas of old. I, I got the Jayhawks here. Yeah, and they even have Jason Bean. Even if Daniels is dinged up, Bean is a serviceable backup. I don't think I, that, that's what's crazy is you think about Kansas from years ago and how bad they were. You could argue they might have the, the the one of the best backup quarterbacks in in America. Yeah, you know, so He's very good. Uh, number thirty two offense in the country, Kansas versus yeah. number three and, defense. And remember, they probably would have been higher had Daniel. Daniel's only started yeah. like six games in the regular season. Then he got injured with the collarbone. Yeah, Daniel's pretty darn good. Uh, the following week, and I think Penn State. You know, it's I've talked to my Penn State f- friends that are uh, fans of the Nittany Lions, and they've been circling this game as the trap game. Even though I know we just did the Iowa preview and we thought the Iowa game might be a little sneaky, even though it's in there. But uh, Penn State coming to Champaign, Drew. This will be Drew Alar's first real. T- I mean, I don't know. Neil Brown does a decent job with defense, but we're just expecting West Virginia to be so bad. Penn State in Champaign, Patty C. You got a bold take here. You're a Bama guy. I mean, there is a very decent chance that they're in this game late. I would not put it at all. I mean. This schedule is pretty great. The fact that this is probably like the hardest team they play on their entire schedule and they get them at home and it's not one of these teams that's just on a different level than them. I mean, they are Yeah. Penn state's on a different level than Illinois, but they're not two levels above them. So I don't know. I'm still going Penn state, but it's going to be am close. Too. I am too, but I, I this is a, it is, it's going to be a fun watch. Brendan, what are you doing here on September 16th when Penn state comes to town? I have to remind the listeners last time these two teams met, Nine overtimes in Happy <laughs> Valley, twenty twenty one. So I I think this game's gonna gonna be really close. Uh, I'm bullish on Penn State this year, so I'm gonna go Nittany Lions. I uh, I if Penn State were in any other division in college football this year, I think I would pick them to make the college football playoff. So that's how high I am on Penn State. I think they're a top five team. So I'm gonna go Nittany Lions. I think it'll be close, uh, but Penn State wins it. I agree. Penn State gets this Look, done. Drew Alar. Um, the question marks are there for me. Everyone's hyping well, of him. Course, we got to see more. We didn't see enough. It's but, hard to step yeah, in, yeah. you know, when Sean Clifford goes down and, and try and engineer uh, some drives, but I wasn't super impressed. I wasn't super impressed with him, but I, I I'm, I'm going to hold my judgment till he's but dude, getting back, starting that, reps that backfield. The backfield is, is disgusting. dynamite. Yeah. 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 Uh, that always helps a young quarterback. Yeah, um, it does. The very next week, 
This is a sneaky one to me. If they beat Penn State, if they beat Penn State and they storm the field, top ten win. <laughs> I'm telling you, like Tom oh. Herman walked into a very talented FAU team. I get it. You look and say, well, this team was five and seven a year ago. But if you look at the the talent that he brought in and bringing in Casey Thompson, a uh, guy who started in the Big Ten a year ago, I think this is a sneaky game. But I, I'll still go. I'm going to trust Bielma here. But don't be surprised if F if this is twenty to twenty in the fourth quarter. Give me the Illini, but I I I'm not loving it, especially if they beat Penn State. If they beat Penn State the week before, I almost like FAU to upset them here. Patty, see what are you doing here? I'm curious. I need to look up Tom Herman's. I mean, we Florida Atlantic lost by one at Purdue last year. Purdue being Purdue. the Big Ten West champs. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. Like they're not that bad, man. We all know that Tom Herman was Urban Meyer's understudy at Ohio State. He the offense has potential. I think if Illinois isn't, you know, if Illinois doesn't have the answer for that offense, Ma- it's going to be hard for them to go. McCammon's score back for at score. running back. He's good. Still. Yeah. I'm going uh Illini in Champaign. Uh another thing is it won't be that cold yet either, but uh Brendan, what are you doing here on September 23rd? Yeah, I'm just looking right now at Casey Thompson's stats last year against Illinois. Uh, when he was at Nebraska, Illinois won this game uh 26 to 9. Casey Thompson was 7 for 15. <laughs> 172 <laughs> yards, one touchdown, two picks. <laughs> so, yeah, not great. Uh, obviously, new team, new offense. Tom Herman coaching FAU now. Uh, uh, but I think Illinois bounces back after two straight losses and wins this one to get back to 500. True, but also remember, Casey Thompson was the starting quarterback for Tom Herman in the Alamo Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm saying he's some... familiar with the offense. Sure, that, that's all I'm saying. Very uh, true. Might yeah. be a, it. Might be a quick study there. Uh, the very next week, Saturday, September 30th, you get the, re- you get the rematch uh, or not the rematch, but you know, the, the fact that Ryan Walters Bielma got in a way was, it was a catalyst to help him get to uh, you know, his head first head coaching position in West Lafayette. So Illinois coming into Purdue, Purdue went out and hired Graham Harold, the offensive coordinator spot. I, I don't know if I like it. I don't know, but I like Hudson card. I thought the Hudson card get was good. Graham Harrell. He was at USC two years ago with, with Clay Helton. I wasn't really sold. The ball moved though. Yeah, West Virginia last year. Eh. I, I'm not saying he's bad. I just don't know that I love the hire at Purdue. Oh man, this is a, this is gonna be a close game, and I'm gonna give it to the Illini. But do I feel great about it? No, I don't, because the Big Ten West games are always wacky. Patty, see what are you doing here? Um. Jeez, USC actually had the 106 offense in the country two years ago. So maybe Graham like Harrell, they scored a lot. Yeah, no, no they <laughs> didn't. <laughs> I just assumed uh, that they were moving the ball at USC. Um, I don't know. This one's tough, man. The fact that it's in uh, West Lafayette makes me not feel very good about it. For, but it's great to get a a first time head coach with a brand new team uh, in the first month of the season. Yes. I think the fact that e- either the road trip to Kansas or Purdue will be a win though. So three and two is where I have them. I, uh, I will join you there. Three and two, Brendan, what are you doing here on September 30th? Uh, I know it might sound like I'm copying you guys, but I swear I wrote down win loss, win loss for every game here. <laughs> I, I have Illinois winning here. I think I like the Ryan Walters hire at Purdue. I do think it's going to take a little bit of time for him uh, to get it going at Purdue. I like Hudson Carter quarterback. Like uh, you guys mentioned, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be close. But I'm leaning Illinois. I'm not super confident though at all. Can we circle this right here? From September 23rd 
to October 21st. And they have a bye week on the 28th. So you could really say from September 23rd, all the way to November 4th, every game they play with the exception of the Maryland game is against brand new head coaches because next up they get Matt rule and the Nebraska Cornhuskers once again. Now, when you start to get into October, I do feel like coaches are starting to figure it out a little bit more, but I still don't feel like they have it all the way. I feel like November is when they really start to understand their team some and the buy-ins all there. Um, I got to give it to Illinois here. Uh, as much as I think Nebraska might be able to surprise a team or two this year, I still think it's going to be more likely on the back end that Nebraska surprises the teams than the front end. What are you doing here, Patty C? I agree. They kind of whooped them last year by 17, and uh, that was on the road this That's year. That's a Friday night game, too, I think. This is a Friday night National game. National spotlight. I like a Leah Lion I play some of these Friday night Brett games. Brett Bielma wants, wants, the, wants the spotlight. Um, so you got him? Yeah, I'm going Illinois. All right. That puts us at uh, four, and two. four and two. Brendan, what are you doing here on October 6th? Yeah, the schedule dynamics here for Nebraska is not all too kind for them. They host Michigan the week before and then a Friday night game at Illinois short weeks, uh, only six days between games. Mm, yeah. Uh, so I like Illinois to pull this, pull this one out at home and the double nice body blow in here. Yeah. And then Michigan and Illinois in a row, just punching them in the gut yeah, true, for man. Nebraska. Yeah. They're going to uh, get beat up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, rules going to want that toughness, but it ain't there yet. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, October 14th, they head to my mom's alma mater. All right, College Park, Maryland. The Terrapins, Patty C. I don't understand Maryland really. They're kind of a weird team to me. They are. Because they're more talented. And Loxley's able, he's got them into some bowl games. I know we talked some shit about Loxley. They're such an East Coast team. Yeah. <laughs> they're such a. They belong still in the ACC. Yeah, I'm not uh, a yeah. fit in the Big Ten. I got, I got the Illini winning this one, too. I know it's tricky. I know Tully has been there forever. I feel like, but I just can't trust Maryland week in and week out. I, I trust Illinois more and I don't think it's that daunting of a place to go into. Give me the L I and I, this will be a field goal game though. What are you doing here? I'm going Terrapins. Oh, I think Maryland's going to get them. I think, uh, I don't know. Maryland's uh, Maryland's getting more explosive with what Loxley has been bringing in. I think it's finally gelling Tully is in what year three now. At the helm, I, he, they could lose this one. They it, could lose. I, I'll be honest. Like, if there was one other game, I don't think it's going to be the Purdue or Nebraska game. I think it would be this one. But I think there might be a lot of fifty-fifty on this schedule. Yeah. So you kind of just pick and choose which one you're going to have them win and which one you're going to lose. Brendan, what are you doing here? I want to hark back on the uh, schedule dynamics. Maryland goes to Ohio State the week before, then host Illinois. Uh, I like Talia. He's losing a couple of his top receivers. So I'm worried about the uh, wide receiver position at Maryland. I also think Illinois has the advantage at the line of scrimmage, both on offense and on defense. Uh, I think Illinois wins this one, maybe even by double digits. Let's go. There Let's go. And then Patty C you see what Brett Bielman did to Wisconsin last year. <laughs> he, he might've been the one to ruin the philosophy. Yeah. The philosophy yeah, like, to switch, to go into passing the ball. We are now not right? the toughest team in yeah, the big 10. Yeah. He might've been the one that to, to, to break through there. So homecoming for Illinois on October 21st, when Wisconsin comes to town, Patty, see, I love this matchup for Illinois. I love it. I, I, I think they're going to get them here. I got them hot right now. I got the winning, winning. What this is five straight wins for the Illini. Another brand new head coach. 
He will probably have it a lot more figured out by October 21st, but I'm taking Illini, the Illini to take down Wisconsin in Champaign. What are you doing here, Petty C? You know, it's tough because they're just uh, Illinois is so much less talented than Wisconsin. Wisconsin number five in the conference composite, uh, Illinois number 13. So one of the least talented, you know, according to 24 7 sports. Still, I think. Um, I think I agree with you, man. I think uh, I think Illinois is just set up to be able to to bang with them and get it done. This is one where you're going to see, like when we previewed Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern was like a run heavy team the year, the whole their whole existence really running the the triple option and then also being a great defensive team. And they brought in Clay Helton. They ran the air raid, and all of a sudden, you look back at the stats from a year ago. They're the one of the worst defenses in the country. You know, I think I'm, what I'm curious though is Fickle is a defensive guy, so is he going to let That's that true. happen? But we have we ever seen it perfectly meshed together? Because even like at USC, I don't feel like their defense is ever. When you run the air raid, they don't. Pretty rare. It's very rare yeah. that they end up. Now I know it's it's Phil Longo's air raid, which is not all the way air raid, you know. But I don't know. I, I I'm going to lie and I here. What are you doing on October 21st, Brendan? I kid you not. I spent probably 10 minutes trying to decide who's going to win this game. Uh, <laughs> Wisconsin is my mystery team this year. I'll just say that right now. Uh, I trust fickle. I think he's a heck of a coach. Uh, one of the best coaches in the country, but I'm really curious to see what that offense looks like with Longo. Uh, are we going full air raid? Are we still going to mix in elements of kind of the Paul Chris, Wisconsin more ground and pound? Cause they got good, really good back in Braylon Allen. Uh, so I think Wisconsin's got a lot of weapons, got a lot of hope in the transfer portal. Tanner Mordecai's heck of a quarterback. I'm leaning Wisconsin, but I'm not, I'm not super confident at all. But I'll go, I'll go Badgers. All right, all right, there we go, going Badgers. We got some contrast. So what, what do we got them at here? I think you got them. So with, going into the bye, I only have them with two losses right now. I think now, I got two. them with three. Kansas and Penn State are my. I losses. think Brendan's got them with four. No, he's got them with three. I think right. Five and three. Yep. Five, five and three. Yeah. Five, okay. So uh, they come out of the bye and and. and I know they had a bye week, but they they're gonna try rowing the boat. And Fleck always gets up for a couple games. He sees a, a a team coming in with just two losses, probably probably ranked maybe. Um, give me the, give me the Gophers to pull the upset. Land of ten thousand lakes, Patty C. What are you doing here? Yeah, I feel like um, Minnesota will be too dynamic for them. They did get the better of them by twelve points last year in Champaign. This year in Minneapolis, give me the Gophers. Mm, mm. Brendan, what are you doing here on uh, November fourth? This has all the makings of a nine to six or like a <laughs> six to three final score in yeah. early November, freezing cold uh, in Minneapolis. Uh, I got the Golden Gophers just at home, uh, home crowd advantage there. Uh, we'll see what uh, Kelly Manis is like. Obviously, they lose Ibrahim, but I still like Sean Tyler, who's going to replace him. Uh, I'm going to go Golden Gophers at home. I like so you it. You got six and three, and we've got five and four. Five and four. Yep. Uh, six and three. The number is six and a half, guys. And the Indiana Hoosiers come to town. The question will be, and I'm curious your guys answering this. Will Tom Allen be the head coach of the Hoosiers on November eleventh? Patty C go. I think so, yeah. Brendan, will Tom Allen still be the head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers on November eleventh? No. Yeah, I I, t- I, I think I they wait know. till season's end. I don't think the expectations are that high in Indiana. They've they gotta get rid of them mid season. It's like all right. It didn't work out. That that thing's creeping um, up more and more these days, though. I feel like true. you're gonna start hiring people week one. It's like, oh, you lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> out. Uh, okay. 
I do know what well Illinois randomly lost to Michigan State last year, right? Now I know Michigan State's more talented from a talent composite, but it was a game that no one would no one really saw coming, I feel like. Uh could could they give us another one like that? Are we overlooking is Indiana? I don't think it's Indiana. Anywhere I, near I, Michigan well, State. I'm just saying it's well Indiana Michigan State uh, last season. I know Michigan State's more talented. I'm just I saying think that's the, that's your answer right there. Yeah. I'm just saying my question is are they going to drop one that they that we're not seeing that yeah. we're not seeing here because I don't know that Illinois is all the way there yet and maybe maybe that's they where the Maryland will. games happens for me or, or or Indiana or something but I'm giving them this as a win when I look at it from a, a game by game perspective I just think they're better than Indiana and the fact that they might not even have their head coach here I got to take the Illini what are you doing here Patty C I'm with you Brendan November 11th yeah, I'm going Illini. Uh, Indiana's got to go to Penn State, then they host Wisconsin, and then they get uh, Illinois uh, on the road. I mean, Illinois is going to be looking for revenge this year. Remember Week One? I think it was. Yeah, Illinois played yeah, Week Zero. That's right. Week that's one right. last year. Yeah, Indiana won that game by like three points. I think that, that was home, a crazy so. game. I remember watching that. Um, do you agree with my statement that we're probably not seeing one? <laughs> we're probably not seeing one, right? I mean, I handed a Maryland. Yeah, uh, I, I, I didn't do that, but uh, you know what? I, I'll get to my point because if you listen to our Iowa preview, I thought there was one team that has a chance in Iowa, Iowa City. You know, is yeah. I thought Bielma could bang with them, so I called for the upset of Illinois beating Iowa in in uh, Iowa City. Which obviously, if they come in this hot and and they're ranked, makes me a little nervous because Iowa city, I feel like is the worst place for one of the worst places in the country. I feel like for a ranked team to have a game scheduled, but I, I, I called for it. Did you call for this? I did not. Okay. So you took Iowa. This will be definitely 16 to 14. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brendan, what are you doing here on November 18th at Iowa? Yeah. So Iowa has a bye last week of October, then they're home against Northwestern. Uh, excuse me, not home against Northwestern. They play in Chicago. Yeah, the Wrigley game at Wrigley Field. Yeah. yeah. And then they're uh, at home against Rutgers. So Northwestern, Rutgers, and they host Illinois. I think if they get banged up early, there's time here to get healthy and play Northwestern Rutgers. I think Iowa has the momentum coming into this game. They're at home. I think the offense will be a little bit improved this year, especially at the quarterback position. No more Spencer Petras slinging the rock. Uh, (laughs) Thank God. But Yeah. (laughs) uh, yeah, I'll take Iowa here. Take it out. Number two defense versus number three defense in the country. I, I mean, Illinois with a much better offense, but uh, still, I think uh, Iowa City is going to be tough for them to get the W in. So, I mean, I only have this team losing three games right now. The over's already cashed for me. And Northwestern comes to town. Is this the one I'm not seeing? There's, I can't do this. They've gotten, they have owned in the Bielma era, they won 47 to 14 in year one and 41 three. Last year, so I cannot sit here and tell you that I think Northwestern's going to come into Champaign and win. All I'm telling you is, for some reason, I think eight and four is probably more likely than my nine and three p- prediction when I go game by game. I caught it nine and three when we just went game by game. I think it's probably more likely that eight and four happens. So maybe I'm not seeing one somewhere out there. Maybe it's FAU. Maybe it's Nebraska. Maybe it's Purdue, Maryland. Bullish. But Bullish. I'm on the over. What are you doing here, Patty? Seeing this Northwestern game? Well, I have them at six and five, so this Northwestern game is uh, for all the marbles on this over uh, or on this uh, win total. But we are gonna go, Illini. 
Seven and five. Seven and five. So you're on the over. Your boy comes through again. And uh, Brendan, what about you with this uh, this season ender here with uh, Pat Fitzgerald against Brett Bielma? Yeah, I have Illinois six and five heading into this game. Illinois killed Northwestern last year. I think it was forty-one to three. Uh, I think Illinois hits the over here, gets to seven and five, wins the season finale. Boom! So we're all three of us are on the over. No contrast, no argument. We're just sold. Look, I'm not super confident in that. I need to see. I need to see them without Chase Brown. I think even though Tommy DeVito played well, I still think this offense was very reliant on his great running back play. So if they don't have it, then things could go left here. But <clears throat> we'll <throat> see. Seven and five. I'm I'm a little confident. Well, we're all on the over. Patty C says he's pretty confident. Brandon, uh, after going through the schedule, are you more confident than you were just like by looking at the win total? I'd say so because I'm also giving them a couple losses, which I could see them winning, like the Iowa game, the Minnesota game. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also giving them wins. Like I could see them losing at Maryland. I could see them losing at Purdue. Uh, so I think I'll definitely lean over over, but I'm not I'm not super confident. Yeah, I, I I I'm a little more, I guess, than you guys because I called for them. I just went through and said nine and three. Might as well give them the well, national championship. Embarrassed by me so many times. <laughs> Two years fading. Ago. Illinois. Last year I bought in. Last year I bought in. There you go. Two years ago, He's hopping I, on the bandwagon. Yeah. Right. Two years ago, I really ate shit on that. But uh, <laughs> uh, folks, before we get out of here, I got the opportunity to sit down with Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour, on Twitter, which you should be following. This guy, this guy goes to. He's been to every single FBS stadium, but even. It's not like he's he, he, like he's he revisits them. He yeah. revisits them. He goes to like five, six, seven games a week. He's just a college football maniac. So I had a chance to sit down with him and and tell. To, I wanted him to tell me about his experiences at Champaign to Memorial Stadium. So here is that. With no further ado, bring us on the college football experience. Illinois fighting a lion eye 2023 season preview. Oh man, someone that you need to follow because he goes to five, six, seven college football games every single week, and he documents it all on his Twitter page, which is at. CFB campus tour. I give you Michael Barker. How you doing, Michael? And appreciate you hopping on to talk a little of Lionel football and Memorial Stadium. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. And anytime we get to talk about a hundred year old stadium, you know I'm up for it. Yeah, I mean, look, the, I'm doing Google Images right now. It looks awesome. I know they've been playing football forever. I know they weren't the best school historically, but man, the stadium looks cool. Tell me about this history here. Well, you know, any Big Ten stadium is going to be significant. Uh, they opened in 1923, making this the 100th year anniversary of the stadium. Uh, it got dedicated in October of 1924, and the first game ever played there after the dedication, Red Grange uh, scored five touchdowns. Most famous alumni, along with Dick Buckkiss, they got a statue of Red Grange outside of the stadium. Uh, the record crowd uh, for a game was 78,297. Uh, that was back in 1984. Since then, they've reduced seating capacity to 60,000. Uh, they had what was called the Illinois Renaissance Project in 2008. They added a modern press box and a $100 million project. It was mostly funded through luxury suite sales. So uh, 100-year-old stadium uh, still has a lot of the elements that, that we love of a classic stadium. And that hundred million dollar project in two thousand eight added a lot of modern amenities as well. Yeah, I mean that it just seems pretty cool. I love the fact it's outdoors in 
Illinois, where you know it's going to get cold. Uh, what did, did you catch a game in the the colder months, or was it September, or what? Talk me about talk me about your experiences to Memorial. Yeah, so I want to say it was probably early October 2021. Uh, as a you know a traveler, anytime a Power Five team is playing on a weeknight, you try to take advantage. Big Ten hardly plays on a weeknight, so this was a Friday night game uh, against Maryland, and uh, it was it. I want to say kickoff was at 8 p.m. local. So it was very late. And they played a very competitive game against Maryland. That was with uh, Tua's brother, uh, Talia. Talia. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, ended up being a Maryland win 2017, but very competitive game. Uh, what was cool about it is I always like when you show up in a sunlight and then it goes down and you get the golden hour and then you get the night. It's great for stadium photos. So I had a great time there. They're also playing another Friday game this year, October 7th, almost the same time uh, around the same calendar time against Nebraska. And, uh, you know, we got Matt rule and maybe there'll be a, a big time opponent for that game. But uh, two, two games at Memorial stadium in three years, uh, you can't go wrong with that, man. You can't go wrong. And I do remember that Maryland game, man, that was a brutal, brutal game. Uh, I think I had some money riding on the Illini, but uh, you know, can't win them all. Uh, Michael, well, I appreciate you hopping on. And folks, like I said, you need to give him a follow at CFB Campus Tour because uh, he documents all of this. Like, honestly, I didn't know Michael at all. And I just somehow, like, the, the algorithm uh, recommended me, you know, his page. And I'm looking at his page. I'm like, who the hell is this guy that's going to every college football game? It is super awesome. You do great work, Michael. And, and folks, give him a follow. Appreciate you hopping on, Michael. And hopefully one day I'll catch you at Memorial Stadium. Absolutely. I have to thank the Twitter algorithm for hooking me up with you and hopefully I'll see you at Memorial stadium as well. All right, brother. Take care. All right. You too. Michael Barker, Memorial stadium. Patty, see, we got to get over there for a ball game sometime. Oh yeah. There's a place Dick Buck is built. Any place you know? called Champagne's got to be a party. Oh man, you you heard it's a great that. party school. No, it probably is, man. It probably yeah. is a great time. Uh, look, folks, this is our show, all right. Uh, but before, so we're all on the over. Illini fans, be sure to hit my Venmo later. Uh, and uh, look, everyone, get give Brendan Moore a follow. Look at this. Look at this work. He's a college football writer for Sideline Sports Network and Dimers.com. And you know he covers the Big Ten heavy. Brendan, I appreciate you hopping on, man. And please come back again and talk college ball with us, man. You know, for it's always those, a pleasure. Sorry for those uh, that aren't watching on the uh, YouTube. A, uh, watch on the YouTube. But B, at B more CFP or CFB. Sorry, yeah. at B more CFB. Give him a follow. Hell yeah, good catch, buddy. I uh, thank you. Uh, look, uh, I'm Stockton. He's Malone. All right, uh, folks. Uh, yeah, make sure you give Brendan a follow. He does great work, and and always impressed by his page. He's going deep. He's deep diving. He's talking about. Uh, you know, he's got players, uh, a key player for each team. All this great stuff that I always see on his Twitter account, man. I, I dig the work you put in, brother. And thank you for hopping on the show, man. Yep, appreciate that, guys. Take care. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, so folks give him a follow. Make sure you give us a follow. We're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Uh, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D, but the college football experience uh, is on YouTube once again. And this is the hub for all of our college uh, stuff. So youtube.com slash the college experience. We have the college. We host this show that you're listening to right now, the college football experience, right? We've been doing this shit for years, right? But we also have the FCS college football experience. We also have the big 12 college experience. 
uh, which covers anything big 12, uh, not just football. Uh, then we have, I host the college basketball experience. And when the college basketball season gets rolling, I am here every single night of the college basketball season with Moneyline Mac. Uh, and we, we've been doing this for years. It's a lot of fun So check us out. And we also host the college baseball experience with Noah Beanick. So check out that. And uh, yeah, folks, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. We are part of the sports gambling podcast. We just dropped an episode there. Joe Theismann on the show. Go listen to that. Just came on uh, the show. He's Joe's been a friend for a long time. And also Carson Steele, the former running back for the ball state Cardinals, who's now starting at UCLA, who will be in the big 10 next year. So go listen to that interview. It's a lot of good fun. I know we also have Phil Steele penciled in uh, in the, in the coming weeks. So check us out there get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. Uh, you'll get access to all of our articles. I know Noah, uh, a lot of, a lot of great guys over there writing good articles when it comes to college football or any sport, really there's fucking a badminton article out there. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, and also come, come hop in and, and uh, the discord, we talk college, anything really. Yes. I talk college sports all the time, but any sport that you are a fan of, it could be the monster truck rally going on in Mexico city. And I'm sure there's a spot for it in the discord sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. You will dig it folks. This is the college football experience, Illinois fighting a lion. preview. We're all on the over. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.